0: here congregationally or we gather together the choir stands up a a group stands behind this pulpit there is a from and there is a to from this person right here singing the special from you as we stand congregationally and we're singing uh leaning on the everlasting arms we are singing to god We must understand, we must realize what we are doing each and every service and in each part of every service. Can you imagine with me, just for instance, you walk in and when you come to church, you're expecting to hear preaching. You're expecting the preacher at some point to get up, stand behind the pulpit and preach the word of God. You walk in this coming Sunday, Sunday morning, you walk in and over here in the corner, you hear the preacher just going to town. He is just ripping and roaring He's slobbering. He's going to town over here, preaching it up. He's got his Bible open in the corner here of the hallway. And he's just ripping. And it's a good message, too. It's awesome. It's powerful. That's a great thought. But as you come in, you come around to the corner. Who is he talking to? Who is he preaching to? He's kind of over there just by himself. But he's having a good time. He's ripping. That's great. That's good. Listen, we got to be careful. I mean, he... He's, he's, he's not preaching to anybody, not one specific person. Here's another example. Remember, every once in a while this happens. There's a big group of people. And preacher says, you know, I'm going to have someone close down the service in prayer. Brother, come on up here and pray. And everyone in this section went, eh, eh? brother, come on up and pray. There's no specific person that he's addressing in that moment. And normally he doesn't do that. It's, it, he'll use a name, doesn't he? He'll address one specific person. And when we sing, when we gather together... We must remember who we are singing to. We must remember who we are addressing through the song service because as soon as that flips around, as soon as that changes, there is a serious problem. And let me tell you, we talked about some problems in the direction a number of music ministries are going across our country. It's because they're singing to the wrong audience. They're addressing the wrong audience. We've got groups that are standing, and listen, we don't want it to be about me. It's not about a pat on the back. It's not about what people think, but we're singing to that crowd. I'm singing to you. It's not about us today. When we sing, we are singing. We are addressing our Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, understanding what audience we are speaking to. Two audiences, we're addressing Jesus Christ through song, through our our song service. Come time for preaching. We emphasize preaching, and I love preaching. I'm standing here today, and I enjoy preaching. But when I'm preaching, I'm preaching to you about God. I'm preaching to this audience right here about our Savior. When we sing, we're going directly to God. To God. Directly to God. So awfully important to understand. So when I say the direction of our ministry, I want to ensure, and I think about it regularly. What are we accomplishing? What are we doing? Is there there's always need. I believe that there's always a need for improvement. We need to stay on top of things. We need to be sharp. It needs to be done properly, decently, and in an order. But who are we addressing? When we get up here to sing, and when you walk down this aisle, and you sit in that pew, and it's time for the congregationals, and and we say, turn in your hymnals to... You stand... I think it will change the way that you sing during those congregationals when you realize, even through this group, and I enjoy the congregationals more than any other group in the service. You say, there's no way. Oh, I love singing in the quartet, and I love when the choir sings, but when they're, think about this choir right here. When we are all singing in one accord with one desire, understanding for one purpose, we are reaching heaven. We are singing to Jesus Christ, singing praise to his holy name. What a wonderful thing that is. And you know, it's disappointing every once in a while. And I, listen, I mean this with all my heart. I'll go home and I will pray for folks. Those, I stand here every single service. I sing, I, I, and, I, and I look and I scan the crowd. And every once in a while you'll see someone, maybe a faithful member, who's kind of just not there with it. They're not there tonight. And I can tell. And during the song service, there's kind of maybe a hand or, uh, the hands are folded. Or you can tell they're just totally... Spaced out. They are not engaged to what's going on. I, I, I pray for that person because that's a serious issue. We must remember when we pray. We must remember when we're singing, what audience we're singing to, what audience we're praying to, Jesus Christ. I think about the direction. I think about the determination. I am determined. I got to be careful how I say this, how I word this though. I am determined to keep this ministry ministry pure and pointed in the right direction. I am determined to do so. I am determined to keep the world out of our music ministry. And I am constantly evaluating. I'm constantly looking. Remember, I'm telling you what I think about here in regards to the music ministry. Where's the direction of the ministry? Where are we pointed when we're singing? ...during that song service, and I am determined... ...I am determined to keep the devil out. He wants to slip in. He wants to... ...he will find a way. If there is an opening, he's getting in. And I don't want to let that happen. And I believe that there is a group of folks here... ...that do not... ...that you do not want to see that happen. And we've got to work very hard, very hard... ...because the devil is very good at what he does. And he knows his way around music... He knows all about music. He probably knows more about music than any one person, any, all of us put together in this room. We must be determined to keep the devil, to keep the world out. Now, i got to move quick here. Let's go to 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1. I've got a couple of verses that I'm going to go to very quickly. I'm going to do this as quickly as possible. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 1. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse number 15, it says, But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Now, we do ourselves a disservice, and I need you to listen very close here. We do ourselves a disservice, not in just the music aspect of things in our spiritual lives... But in many different areas, we uh, we hold ourselves back. We limit ourselves to the "thou shalt not" in the Bible. So, I only the only thing I know about music is when it actually says a word like song or singing. The specific word music, that's the only thing I know about music in the Bible. No, there's many principles we can pull from, we can take from. This specifically, do you not think this would be a good, uh, a, a good verse to pattern our music, music after? But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Our music ought to be holy. It, I, I, know, I know it doesn't say, let your music be holy. It, it, it doesn't say that. ...but it certainly can be applied. Our music must be holy. And, and I want to go through here. Let's take a look at Exodus chapter 32. I know we were in Exodus just a moment ago. Exodus chapter 32... ...in verse number 17. We see here... ...talking about the world getting into our music programs... ...we see the children of Israel... ...have been affected by the world. The children of Israel have been affected... ...by what they've seen... ...by what they've heard... ...in their time in Egypt. And it comes through. Moses is gone for a short while. They think he's not coming back... ...and so they take matters into their own hand. They go their own direction. And we see where they're at here. In Exodus 32, verse number 17, it says... ...and when Joshua heard the noise of the people... ...as they shouted, he said unto Moses... ...there is a noise of war in the camp. And he said, it is not the voice of them... ...that shout for mastery. Neither is it the voice of them... ...that cry for being overcome... But the noise of them that sing do I hear. And it came to pass, as soon as he came nigh unto the camp, that he saw the calf and the dancing. And Moses' Moses's anger waxed hot. And he cast the tables out of his hands and brake them beneath the mount. We see here the children of Israel have been affected by the world. And this is their form now. Of worship. This is what they have reverted back to. Moses is up on the mount receiving the very words of God. And while he is away, the children of Israel completely lose sight of everything that Moses has tried to teach them up until this point. And so Moses comes down and this is what he sees uh, in verse number 19. And it came to pass as soon as he came nigh into the camp he, that he saw the calf and the dancing. He's already said he's heard the sound of music, okay? So they are singing. They're shouting. Uh, Joshua says it's, it, it sounds like war. They're, 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 they're shouting. But because we see the fact that they are dancing, it leads me to believe that there's probably some music here. There's some music taking place that is leading to this dancing. And I'm going somewhere with this in, um, in Galatians. Galatians chapter 5. Let's go there very quick. I have just four... Sections of scripture here that I want to get to you. Uh, I'm going to break this down for you in Galatians chapter 5. We're bouncing around, I understand. I'm going to tie it all in here in just a moment. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians 5, verse number 16. It says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit... ...and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit... ...and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another... ...so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. We see here the spirit and the flesh... ...are warring against one another. It's a constant battle. And we must be very careful... ...that we not allow music into our lives... ...that is fighting against the spiritual side of things... Our, our, ...the spiritual man... The spiritual man and that fleshly man, they are fighting, they're going at it continually. There's a constant battle. And if we listen to the wrong kind of music, and when I say music, I don't mes- necessarily mean lyrics. You say, "Oh, well, listen, listen, uh, there's, some, there's some music out there that I listen to. And listen, you may not agree with the sound, but I'm telling you, those lyrics are great lyrics. Very, very good lyrics. We got to be very, very careful because it goes much deeper than a bunch of nice words. That music that we listen to is affecting our body. We got to be very, very careful. And this is illustrated here. We see in First Samuel, last one here in this group. First uh, Samuel, go there. You'll recognize this portion of Scripture. First Samuel chapter sixteen. <clears throat> Excuse me. First Samuel chapter sixteen, in verse number twenty-three. First Samuel 16, verse number 23, And it came to pass, when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul, that David took and harp and played with his hands. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. David didn't stand up and sing some sweet song, beautiful lyrics, that took this evil spirit away. It was the simple playing of the harp. And it did something inside. It did something way down deep in here. And we got to be careful what we're doing. We're fighting against the flesh. We are bringing, we're taking those good lyrics... ...and we're bringing in a worldly style. The world knows how to sell. The devil knows how to sell it. And the devil knows exactly what our flesh enjoys. Exactly what our flesh wants... And the sad thing is we are fulfilling the lust of the flesh, not just when we're out in the world and we hear that song at the grocery store or down at the Walmart. What is sad is we hear the music that our flesh wants and desires because we've added nice lyrics and brought it into the church house. And while in church, our bodies, our fleshly desires are being fulfilled. We must be so careful and I like I said I am determined. I am determined to keep the devil. I am determined to keep the world out of our music ministry. And it is a constant battle because the devil is not going to quit. He is not going to give up. He wants in. He wants to take Community Baptist Temple down. And you know where I see the, 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 one of the first places a church starts to go the wrong direction? The, one of the first places we see being attacked is the music ministry. We got to be careful, so awfully careful. Yet I'm talking to you in this manner, in this way, and I'm addressing the music ministry and it's wonderful. These are wonderful truths when it comes to the music ministry at Community Baptist Temple. But for my radio in my car, I abide by a different rule. We must be very careful because our children are being affected. And you think, I'm an adult. I can handle it. You are being affected. The devil is slipping in, and it's probably through music. Say, I can handle it. I can deal with it. No, you can't. That's a lie straight out of, the, straight out of hell. The devil, he's got us twisted. He's got us right where he wants us. We're losing the battle because this music thing, it's not that big a deal. Oh, but it is. Oh, it is. Thou shalt not listen to music with a, with a, a beat on the second and fourth count. I, you're not going to find that in the Bible. I promise you, you will not find that in the Bible. You don't want to listen to that song with a beat on the second or the fourth count? Thou shalt not. No. You, You're going to spend a lot of time looking. You won't find it. But teenager, he says, The Bible does not say, Thou shalt not sit in my room after midnight on my cell phone all by myself. No, the Bible doesn't say that either. But it's probably not a good idea. I probably wouldn't do that. You're going to get yourself into trouble. And if you are holding yourself back today to a thou shalt not, you're going to get yourself in trouble. Be ye holy, for I am holy. Is your music holy? Does it honor and glorify your Savior? Whether you're sitting in this auditorium or you're sitting in the front seat of that car. The determination. The direction, the determination, and finally, quickly here, the discovery. This is for me personally. And I'm sharing this with you because it it has impacted my life in a major way. Let's close her down in 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles, chapter 5. 2 Chronicles, chapter 5, verses 13 and verses 14. We see there in verse number 13 of Chronicles, chapter 5, 2 Chronicles, chapter 5. "...it came even to pass, as the trumpeters and the singers were as one, to make one sound, to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord." And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever, that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. Can you imagine? Oh, I'd love to be a part of that service. Um. I, I, I've entitled this portion, uh, yes, the discovery, but I, I joke about this one the worst song service in the history of the world. The worst, the absolute worst song service ever. You know why? I've been guilty of saying it. We go around and we say this the music ministry is to prepare hearts and minds for the preaching. I've said it before. Actually, I've said it frequently. But hearts and minds being prepared for the preaching of God's word is a byproduct of a Christ-centered music ministry with the proper direction. We're singing to Jesus Christ. We're focused on God. I'm not worried about anything else in the world. I'm looking to Jesus. I'm thinking about Jesus as I sing, as I listen to that special being sung. I'm thinking about Jesus. Listen, I promise you, you will be ready for the preaching. This was terrible because the, pre- the singing went on. What an amazing song service. So much so that the preachers couldn't even get up to preach because God was already there. How important the music ministry. How important is the song service. And I say, this, I say the discovery because of this. And I want to be extremely transparent. I've only got a couple of minutes. Listen, I've had a number of you. You've come up to me in the past and you tell me, I can just tell you, you love the music ministry. You love it to death. I can just tell. I can see it all over, all over your face. It's just wonderful. And I am so thankful for that. And I understand the need for the music ministry. And for that understanding alone, God revealed this to me. And I'm so thankful he did. In college, I took a lot of music classes. And I was thankful for it. And I'd always say, I'm taking music classes so that uh, someday, maybe I have my own church, I'll have the ability to maybe play the piano or sing if need be, whatever. But it was all about down the road. And and when when I was asked to take over to help with the music, it's kind of, yeah, sure. I mean, I could do that. Absolutely. But was it a, a passion down deep in my heart? Honestly, quite frankly, it was not. And God showed me this. And there was a burning passion, a desire down deep in my heart for the music ministry now because of what God has shown me and how powerful it is and how important it is to our church service. And and I know I could joke about it all day long. I stand up and I'm talking about the music ministry, one of my ministries at the church, and this is the most important ministry at the church because it's my ministry. And I can joke about that all day long, even though I do believe that that is true, It is a fact, obviously. Of course it is. But honestly, the music ministry, in many cases, in many churches, it's overlooked. It's overlooked when we go to our youth conferences and we preach and we scream at these boys, we don't have any preachers anymore. We don't have any guys ready to fill the pulpit. Our music ministries are tearing our churches down. Because we don't have any men to fill that position. We don't have any men that are learned, that understand what music is all about. They don't understand what the Bible says about it. And so then they stand behind the pulpit as a pastor, as a preacher, and they have no understanding of music. And the devil slips in. Not because they wanted it to happen. Not because that was what they intended to do in stepping into that pulpit. No, but... The devil, he's good at what he does. And I am thankful. We should all be thankful for the pastor that we have. Our music ministry is the way that it is today because we have a pastor that is backing it 100%. I've been, on, I've been to churches before, and the congregation, they are singing, they're going to town, and you got a pastor up here taking notes, you got a pastor doing everything but singing. That doesn't happen here. And I'm thankful for that. We need some men that are going to step up and say, I'm going to answer the call. Well, if I'm I'm going to be a a music guy, (laughs) that means I'm a failure. I mean, I should be a pastor, right? Everyone should be a pastor. Everyone's got to be a preacher. Well, what is God telling you to do? What does God want you to do? And we need some men that are going to step up. We need some moms and dads. That know about music. So well, I don't work at the church. So I really don't need to know. Brother Josh got it taken care of. No. No. We need moms and dads. That know how to teach their children. About music. And how important music is. Not just how important music is. But the right kind of music. Amen. Mommy. Daddy. Listening to the wrong kind of music. Jump in the car. Children are listening to it. It's a scary place to be. The devil's after us, and we know that the devil's after our children. We know that. He's gunning for them. And music ministry, so important. I fell in love with the music ministry when I finally understood its purpose and realized its potential. How powerful it is in the church. The direction, the determination, and the discovery understanding music. The way that God presents it in the Bible. Listen, I'm not jumping off the walls. I'm not going crazy tonight. I'm unable to do that. I just couldn't figure out a way to do that. Jump up on the pulpit screaming and shouting, going crazy about music. But honestly, though, this is a passion of mine. It is important to me. And the moment, the second, that our music ministry... Is not pointing in the right direction to the right person, I am not doing my job. Which direction are we pointing when we sing? When you say, I'm not in the choir, I don't sing in a special group, an extra music group. How important the congregationals, and I see a lot of them, you do too, no hymnal in hand, we're just going through the motions. Let us not go through the motions. We are meeting with the Master. We are meeting with Jesus Christ Himself. We are going to Him directly. And let's see what God will do when everyone is on the same page, the same desire with our song service. Let us see something special. I believe we will see something special just as those did, just as King Solomon did there when he was preparing them, getting them ready for the temple. They open it up with some singing, and God shows up. Wow, can you imagine? Can you imagine? That's not just some simple story in a storybook. It's the real deal. I want to meet with God, and we can make that happen through the music ministry. Father, we come to you. Lord, you are so good to us.